0: Get the jet ready. We're going
1: to Vegas. Welcome to Pod at the Montecito, the world's premier podcast discussing the hit NBC television show Las Vegas. I'm one of your hosts, Judson Clark,
0: and I'm your other host, Eddie McCarthy. Judson, what's good?
1: I don't know, man. It's, I guess daylight savings is the big thing. Um,
0: I said, what's good? not what's bad?
1: I mean, I prefer these, these this version. In there, the transition sucks, but I prefer this version. I don't know, man. I, if when you it's, all people like sun first thing in the morning, you're a fucking vampire.
0: Well, but I'm I'm asleep for that. It's the later the sun is up, it sucks because like I'll be at work and I'm like. Okay, it's starting to get dark. That means I can go home. If it's all still light and I'm working, it just it's that depressing when I get home and it's like ah, well at least it's still light.
1: Oh fuck, it's seven thirty. What the fuck? I hate it. So See, that early darkness. You're taking the position that it's better to leave to work until darkness and then be in darkness the entire time.
0: Yes, because you I you are,
1: are actually you are actually a vampire. Yes, correct. Okay. Can you do that floaty shit that they did in the previous episodes? Uh, Well, as we learned, they clearly
0: weren't vampires because he was able to walk into the room without being welcomed.
1: So that was some
0: other mythological shenanigans.
1: So is that your way? You you didn't answer the question, Vampire Counselor. Uh,
0: No. No, I cannot. I'm I'm still learning my powers.
1: It's a perfect segue to this episode's title. It's Season 3 Episode 12, (laughs) Bait and Switch. Nailed it.
0: Chief of the Watch, on the one end
1: We got some Lil' Flip music. Flip, Flip, Flip. Third Coast, let's go. The way I know that is that I checked the IMDb page for the episode because I could not pick Lil' Flip out of a two-person lineup or a two-song lineup unless the other one was Taylor Swift.
0: (laughs) I I don't think Flip got the national recognition. Game Over did well for him, but he, he is a Houston, Third Coast type guy, so...
1: I mean, he got the NBC Las Vegas treatment, which I mean, that ain't nothing. No, nah, man, that's that's good money. So his music's playing. We're getting a tour of Daylight Vegas, find ourselves outside of a room with a very annoyed Daniel rapping, not like Lil Flip, like rapping with his knuckles on the door. Wordplay. Uh, <laughs> Unintentional wordplay, my favorite. <laughs> and finally lets himself in to find a couple just fucking getting after it. They've got a camera set up while she rides them on a chair. Once again, my DVDs felt fairly censored. I don't know what was going on, but no nips.
0: Very disappointing. Uh, you know, it was funny when we were looking sort of ahead at the different episode rea- or recaps and, and the screenshots that you get on the DVD. I saw the, the one for this was the like them filming the them fucking But last week was the porno convention, and I had mind melded the two together. So I thought last week we were actually getting this week's episode.
1: We are not. A whole whole new set of people fucking. Which, hey, it is Vegas. And Danny's here to say, not to say don't fuck, but instead to say, hey, this music is unconscionably loud and people are very pissed off. Can I get you to turn it down? And they're like, sure. Are you here to watch us fuck, though? Nope, really just hear about the music. Can we turn it down and I'll show myself back out? And she seems a little disappointed that he's not going to, you know, take a knee and peep what they're doing.
0: They they seemed very excited about having an audience for this
1: anniversary video,
0: as they called it. These these folks are a little exhibitionist, you know, wanting to have some fun. Don't mind an audience can respect that.
1: We cut nicely to Lil Flip's music video and he's playing at the Montecito that night and Filming this music video in real time right now out by the pool. So my guy's got a busy schedule.
0: You know when you when you got the energy up, why not a great venue with the Bella pool? You got Delinda in the video. Everyone's loving it. Mary's there to, I guess, help direct the video right behind the camera. But I think uh-oh. I think
1: Mary's I think Mary's just like, uh, hey, you see on my card where it says hotel manager, I get to be wherever I want to be, and I choose. The set of the music video.
0: If I mean, if I could be at the set of the set of a music video or not at the set of a music video, I know which one I'm picking.
1: Certainly the one that's being filmed at your topless pool. Like, yeah, um, I like where this is going.
0: That is correct. Sadly, however, things are going to go aside when Flip starts to let some loose diamonds go and then shuts the whole thing down because Flip, Flip knows what's good. He knows real bling when he sees it, and he sure as shit knows fake bling. These diamonds ain't right.
1: So Panicked Mary runs off, grabs Danny, and is like, hey, uh, we've got these diamonds. we are using the video. They're stolen. Come on. I need, you know, come help us figure this out. And Danny just runs into one damn ass right after another. We meet jeweler Pete. He doesn't want the cops to get involved because... The rocks aren't exactly his, whatever that means. He can't really elaborate. They're virtually mine, but they're not mine technically. So I guess this is like a precursor to the metaverse.
0: Yeah, he starts out with he doesn't want the cops because of insurance issues, which is normal person speak for, yo, these are stolen as fuck. And then gets into the whole, well, they're mine, but not really mine. It's it's complicated, but I did it for Mary.
1: Huh? And Mary has to cop to... Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I did potentially promise a preferential review of his application for the jewelry space at our new shopping mall. But I only had to do that because Lil Flip needed it, passing the buck right along. Classic, classic upper management. Mary's really fired at all cylinders.
0: Flip, however, being the honorable Texas gentleman that he is, is like, oh, yeah, no, I asked Mary to hook it up. My jeweler... Couldn't get it done. He wasn't in town. Mary said she could get it done. We were good to go.
1: Now, is this really a question of his honor or the fact that he doesn't give a shit because he's Teflon here and it's not going to hit him either way? Can it be both? I actually don't think it can be.
0: I See, I think it, because it is Teflon on him, why would he say anything? No reason for him to get
1: involved. Because he could take the hit without any consequence. And you know what that is, Judson? Convenient. Honorable. If, he, if there was some sacrifice on his part, I would grant you it was honorable. There's not. Like, what's Danny going to do? Cancel the show? Kick him out? No. I'm
0: just saying he has no reason to step in front of the hit. Except he's bulletproof. It costs him nothing. That's a phenomenal reason to step in front of a hit. But that doesn't make it honorable. No, it doesn't make it sacrificial. <laughs> Nor honorable. Honor does not require sacrifice. Can, we, can you give
1: me chivalrous? I can meet you halfway on chivalrous. OK, I'll take all it. Right. Good. Pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> Likewise, like like any good deal. Both parties leave slightly dissatisfied. <laughs> Danny locks down the pool and he's like, all right, we need to search everyone. And Mary's quickly and correctly going to point out that uh, a search of everyone may not be productive because between pussies and prison pockets, there are plenty of places to put that purloined product. So Danny's going to need to go ahead and break out the x-ray machine. Dan- Danny
0: quickly acquiesces, realizing that the frisking is no good if folks want to get a little penetrative with their purloined precious gems. And so we're good to go. We're, we're going to get the x-rays in. And Danny and Mary are going to do a little walk and talk. By and the way,
1: I'm surprised Danny did not take the opportunity to grotesquely volunteer for some finger blasting.
0: I mean, we've seen in just recently that finger blasting is not Danny's
1: game. I mean, but if the lid is involved, you'd think. Mm, well, well, we're going to get into that and into
0: that. Hi-oh. Hey-o. Hey-o. Finger blasting jokes. <laughs> it's always better when you explain them. Danny and Mary are going to give us a little walk and talk through the casino and Mary's just going to be, or Danny's going to say, what the fuck? What? Why no cops? This is shady. And Mary continuing the strong backbone that she has gained as of late. It's going to say, look, y'all do shit without cops all the time, including, hey, remember that time that we reported a bracelet stolen by some super hot brunette that you were in the middle of fucking? Miss you, Shelly.
1: As I say, I think we got a little bit editorializing. I don't recall Mary characterizing her as a super hot brunette.
0: I'm almost positive that's how she described her.
1: (laughs) we'll we'll go to the videotape and we'll have our producer drop it in if she said that. Either way, accurate. (laughs) Finally, we're going to wrap up with Sam on the phone with who gives a fuck when she sees a couple of women holding a flyer for a male strip show. And on this flyer is a gentleman with a sobriquet of hot chocolate that bears an awfully striking resemblance to one Mike Cannon.
0: Some would go as far as to say it is definitely Mike Cannon with some Photoshop. Mutton chops and a lot of other Photoshop things.
1: (laughs) Or definitely might kid in with just fake mutton chops glued onto his sideburns.
0: Also possible, but ooh lordy, Sam very interested.
1: We come out of the title credits, and unfortunately, the x rays have come back negative for diamonds. So Big Ed orders Danny to interview everyone at the pool. Delinda included, quote, if only for appearances. And you just know when you hear that, that that's going to be a a little comedic bit we got going.
0: Yeah, chicanery will abound. Meanwhile, Sam, not done with this whole hot chocolate situation. She and Mary are going to be talking with a copy of the poster now with just jokes and innuendos everywhere about the size of potentially Mike's huge package.
1: Yeah, he's got some 4K dongers that are referred to as very large zucchinis at one point. I mean... I have to say, it didn't, and maybe this is just a testament to how giant my dick is, this package <laughs> didn't look huge on the flyer. It, seemed, it didn't seem like it was a remarkably large banana he was slinging down in that hammock.
0: It, it could just be that the gentlemen of Neon City are poorly apportioned.
1: Sam is constantly bouncing one lever to the next. We thought it's because while sex positive, she was allergic to romance. Maybe she's just only been fucking dudes with little dicks.
0: She's just disappointed all the time.
1: She's looking for that Moby Dick, if you know what I mean.
0: She wants to have sex
1: with a whale? No, with Ishmael. Oh. (laughs) That's a joke for just you and me and John Pomeroy. Shout out to you. Yeah, that uh, this podcast and stupid puns about highbrow literature not not much overlap in that Venn diagram. No, you don't think there's a whole big old circle there? No, I think it looks more like binoculars, if I'm being <laughs> perfectly honest. <laughs> not only do these circles not overlap, there's a wide gulf between them.
0: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your little quest. Captain Ahab has to go hunt his whale. Uh, we we will get a very fun shot of the girls talking about Mike into, through the security cams, Mike watching a craps table As a new, very attractive employee is going to come up and say, hey, want to get a drink after work? Mike seemingly thinks it's innocent and goes, yeah, uh, I mean, I got some other stuff. Let me think about it. And she's going to get very close and a nice little uh, tie stroke and go, hey, I don't care how late it is. I want to get a drink anytime.
1: Lipsy. It's like you just know it's happening and there's nothing you can do about it. Once I went to the voice, it felt necessary. And I just, if there's a way for me to like remotely cut your mic feed, I would have. I need that superpower <laughs> so badly. Forget flying and teleportation. That is the superpower I'm now requesting. At, I
0: mean, that's a bad choice, but a very like one use useful choice.
1: I guess if I get a teleport, I practically speak, I could teleport, mute your mic, teleport back. But presumably there's some consumption of energy involved. And that sounds like a lot of work.
0: yeah. Yeah. Sad news is neither of us have superpowers, so it doesn't matter
1: yet. Now, I want to pause here to highlight the fact that Mike is showing some consternation about a craps guy who's been winning a bunch, a bunch of sessions, about eight to ten grand each time. There's no way he is that concerned about eight grand that he's not immediately pulling out his palm pilot to figure out whether or not he can have drinks with her that night. Full stop. Like fuck the
0: palm. He's he's not checking. He the only thing he's pulling out of his pocket is the banaca spray (laughs) to get ready for the drinks. Like that's that's a done deal. I just
1: I refuse to believe that he's like I'll get back to you. No way. No way. No how.
0: Especially once the offer becomes considerably hornier, Mike is on board immediately. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: At any rate. What the deal is, is some guy's went in at craps a bunch, and what makes it weird is his point is always a 10. 10,
0: a very easy number to hit, as you and I know. We love the 10.
1: We, we While we do love the 10, let's not confuse those members of our audience who are not craps players. The 10 is quite difficult to hit. I mean, if you're bad at craps. Which we are. I've heard it both ways. The 10, like its partner in the small zone, the 4, is the least likely point to get established, much less hit but that does mean it pays the most odds when it does. So the fact that it's always this guy's point is a pretty obvious red flag that he's dice setting or using loaded dice or something, and they're they going to get him. Yeah, he got, he,
0: careful Icarus.
1: Well, I don't understand. Well, we'll get to it later. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take these two dice cheats because, spoiler, there's a second one. I'm going to take them to fucking task here in a little bit. They They got greedy. So they got greedy and just dumb. Yeah, no doubt about that. At any rate, Delinda's the only person on the entire set who's pumped to get interrogated. And so she shows up to her meeting with Danny in the back room, basically looking to fuck right there on the metal table. No, no qualms about it. Who knows who's behind the glass or if the cameras are rolling. Let's it get diggity down. And props to Danny for continuing to stay professional, despite Delinda's admission that she's actively commando right that moment.
0: Yeah, before Danny can even get a question out, Dee first asks if she should be handcuffed, wink, starts unbuttoning her blouse with just the bikini top underneath, mentions the no panties. As Danny's about to ask the first question, Delinda interrupts to say, yes, you were the best sex I ever had. I mean, Delinda's not messing around
1: at all here. Well, that's all she's doing It's messing around. That's that's fair. Contrast that with Ed and presumably the next back room over who is sweating the jeweler while cutting a cigar which by the way what a great power move for an interrogation because it's not that much of a leap to i'm going to use this on your fingers yeah what what
0: else could this be used on i have 21 options the guy's tongue
1: but then he can't say anything
0: okay 20 23 options adding tongue and nose
1: but only one of the earlobes I was I was going for the penis, Judson. Oh, oh, oh! oh. Say so again. Mine's too big; it won't get through the hole in the cigar cutter. So I didn't even think about that one as an option.
0: Well played, well played. Now I see why you were buying time. That was well done.
1: The best sport fishing—you got to really let that lure get set. You can't can't pull too fast. That was that was a good one? So Ed does not believe him at all. He's like, "Look, were these fake diamonds all along?" Did you swap him out at some point? Like, what was going on here? And he's not believing him until Pete's like, here's the deal. Uh, these diamonds that I said aren't exactly mine came from a guy named Victor Castillo. And immediately Ed recognizes the name. And he cursed me that there's like the Big Ed knows about your rule, which is if Big Ed knows who you are, that's either a very good thing or a very bad thing. Like Big Ed doesn't know Steve at the DMV. Like, right. He doesn't traffic in the average people like Danny. It's like Snoop Dogg or you're a African warlord. There's not a (laughs) whole lot in between.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is. He's not dealing with the third level lieutenants of crime organizations. He is only dealing with top level members. And uh, old Vic Castillo, he's up there. To where Ed even mentions, oh, you owe Victor? Yeah, no, you are screwed, my guy.
1: Yeah, like, I don't even need to use this uh, cigar cutter on your balls. You fucked. Yeah, they, they gone. So Big Ed decides to put Pete up at the Montecito for a couple days for his protection. I, I'm not really sure why he's, he's taking the shining to Pete, but he is.
0: And he's going to instantly regret it because Pete is once again going to bring up, well... You know, if I'm running the diamond store, we're all family. We're buddies, huh? Ed not buying, of course.
1: I I do not get what about Ed Deline's countenance that makes people think that they should push their luck with him.
0: It's especially people like this that did not deserve Ed's mercy in the first place.
1: I, I, he's honest to God lucky that Ed doesn't change his mind, pull his card and say, well, good luck with Victor. Yeah, actually
0: get the fuck out.
1: Turns out, I don't care if you die. Bye.
0: good news is Mike is going to come in and interrupt the conversation and say, hey, our craps guy is back, which Ed is going to happily use to end this conversation, only to give us another back room with Danny and our boy, Little Flip. Danny asks if anything was weird at the shoot and Flip goes, you know, besides the director giving me some bullshit ass diamonds like I wouldn't spot it instantly. Nah, it was good. Although that Delinda, ooh, she
1: fine. Now let me pause right here and ask you, did you think we were headed towards a uh, love triangle situation here where Flip was going to try and make moves on Delinda and that was going to make Danny jealous?
0: Yes, that was exactly where I thought it was going to go.
1: I was like, oh, Danny, GGs. She's going home with the rich rapper. Bye.
0: And also, this is how we restart the Danny DeLinda of Danny gets jealous that the rapper wants to bang DeLinda and realizes, oh, wait, no, I should do that instead.
1: Yeah, but not before she gets JCVD'd by Lil Flip.
0: (laughs) No, Judson, I really don't know what you mean.
1: (laughs) Well, you see, she got a thing with Jean-Claude Van Damme, also known as JCVD. R.I.P. No, JCVD Mm -hmm. because those are his initials and then you can say like you know she got deed like she got dicked so john claude van dicked jcv deed Mm. yeah by little flip so you know danny's gotta stand there and watch while another celebrity comes in and bangs her she got jcv deed
0: oh comes in by little flip
1: yeah by little flip yeah yeah yeah. flip flip you get it now right (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah So, listeners, if that last 45 seconds was as terrible for you as I suspect it was, direct your feedback to McCarthy. This is his fault. At Montecito Pod on Twitter. Attention McCarthy.
0: Hey, I don't know what the new Pornhub categories are.
1: JCVD could be a whole new thing that the kids are doing. First of all, I reject the premise of your question that you don't know Pornhub categories.
0: I said the new Pornhub categories. I don't need to scroll down past the the saved. I reiterate my
1: point. (laughs) Secondly, if anyone was going to know if JCVDing was a porn category, it is 100% you.
0: Or Delinda.
1: Between the two of you. Y'all get your ear to the ground on this one.
0: Oh, so it's between but ear to the ground. Got it. Okay.
1: no, I I don't get it. Go ahead. (laughs) Why don't you explain this one? This joke for the next minute and a half. No, I think we're good there. This fucking <laughs> podcast. And then
0: Mike are gonna head up to the cage where we see our young craps player. And Mike says, Hey, bud, you've been having a hell of a run lately. We see you've been coming in, winning about eight to ten grand every time. How about some buffet coupons? Just as a gift. We're so proud of you.
1: But uh, hey. What is it? Is it a system? Like, how are, you, how are you pulling it off? Oh, no, no. It's so much better than a system. I can just win whenever I want.
0: I mean, Judson, you and I have gone to Vegas together, what? Uh, probably like 20, 25 times.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: And we, we've had a running joke along with our, our good buddy, Ty, of, you know, why, why not just press the win button? Just, right. Just do the thing. Well, it turns out, our buddy Anthony here, he found the win button. He
1: just, he just does it. Old Tony's got it. An inspiration to me personally. They press him on it and they go, okay, but why then does it, do you stop at 8 to 10K? And he goes, well. For some reason, the feeling just seems to.
0: The, you know, our, our old pal Dickie V, glad to hear he's doing better. He talks about getting that winning energy up. You can't keep it up at high levels forever.
1: Seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than
0: four hours. That winning energy dissipates as you win. So sometimes you got to refill the tank. So, you know, perfectly understandable explanation.
1: So they say, all right, look, here's the deal. This is super cool that you can win whenever you want. And we think this would be great PR for us. It's obviously people want to see people winning a casino. What say you come back, win on command, like you claim to be able to do, I won't cut you hundred k as, as an appearance fee. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Can't say yes quickly enough. When do you want me here? Tonight at 8? Great. Beautiful. As Tony leave, Mike, which I've got to give
0: props to Mike for going along with Ed's clearly improvised solution here, because typically Mike fucks this up.
1: Oh, and Danny fucks it up 100% of the time. No doubt. He's making goofy eyes at Ed. The you? Like, so it's when do we give cheats 100K? And Ed's like, he can still hear us. He's right. Fucking numbskull. But Mike able to show some composure, you know, that hot
0: chocolate doesn't run cold. And ask Ed, you know what? He knows we're going to be watching. You really think he's dumb enough to cheat? And Ed correctly predicts a guy that greedy for 100K? Fuck, he'd rob a bank with you and all the cops in town watching. We got this.
1: Speaking of people getting things, Danny and Mike are about to get some lunch when a waitress is about to get her some hot chocolate. Corners them in the back. It's like, hey, uh, you know, I can put both my legs behind my head. Want to see me do it, Mike? And again, I'm led to believe that Mike says no. I refuse to believe it.
0: There's no way.
1: Not a chance. Right now, he's just thinking, can I bang them both at the same time? Or do I need to do it back to back? That's the only thing.
0: Yeah, the first offer was drinks anytime, so if I could do the waitress right after her shift, then go get drinks, then go with the first girl, got it. But Mike confesses to Danny that he doesn't know what's going on, but for the last couple days, he's just been a a complete chick magnet, can't turn it off, don't know what's going on. And as they're filling each other in about their various cases, Sam and Delinda are going to approach with a copy of the poster and Sam is just going to come out and say, hey, Mike, I'm going to need to see you in my room, but as
1: naked. Let, let me see that dick, bud. And he's like, what the fuck? That's not me. And everyone's like, Mike, have you seen a mirror? Yeah.
0: We're going to put this right next to your face and it's your face with your face. Yo, dog. This is
1: literally you. Exhibit, put your face on your face because he heard you like to face while you face.
0: Mike continues to protest and, and the girls mention, Oh, okay. You want to role play? That's fun. And there's like a very light, they, the camera's been off them, but you hear Sam mention liking dress up as a schoolgirl, And I'm like, hello, please. Let's again, I was promised uncut and uncensored. When do I go to that
1: dream sequence scene? Come on now. GST, bud. How many times did you watch the tape trying to lip read what Dylan said her preference was?
0: Uh, I honestly didn't because I started the episode very late before we mm. were recording, so I did not have time to, to run that gamut
1: down. If you had time to luxuriate, approximately how many times do you think you would have tried?
0: I'd have given it like 10 goes,
1: probably.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? That might be too many because the not being able to hear it allows me to just have her say whatever I want in my head. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's something to be said for the fantasy of the unknown.
1: Letting your mind do the heavy lifting on this one.
0: Indeed. She's jcvd in so many uniforms.
1: <laughs> it's, I, You know, I'm proud that you could admit that JCVD is part of your Delinda fantasy. I wouldn't turn it down. I mean, if I wasn't worried about being humiliated in his presence, nor would I.
0: Whomst among us wouldn't be, though?
1: <laughs> true. True, true, true. But it does make you think there's going to be a whole lot of you standing in a corner just masturbating by yourself while the girl fucks Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: Oh, yeah, you, you make an interesting point
1: again, depending on the situation. Not all bad, but
0: <laughs> but also we established that's not what JCVD means.
1: And he's dead. R.I.P. No, JCVD. I don't. This is infuriating. A.B.B. B.C.D. <laughs> Motown Philly back again. <laughs> oh, God, I hate the show.
0: That What
1: A we do potential this episode
0: title, though, for R.I.P. J.C.V.D. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we need to go back and redub that episode. B.B.C. <laughs> Mike once again denies it. Why? I'm not entirely sure. And heads back to security to review some film while Danny strikes out in his absence. Been like, yo, they called me the Cobra or some stupid shit. King and like, Cobra. Arguably the worst 40 ounce that you can have. <laughs> it's a hell of a brand, brand promise he makes. Danny McCoy. Arguably the worst forty ounces you could have. You want some real shitty malt liquor? Check out this dick. Okay, it's getting better. <laughs> as, as a as a marketing pitch, it's got it's got layers to it. Oh, craps player Tony Denby is spotted always going to a slot machine after his craps success, playing one spin and then leaving, only to be immediately followed up by another dude, Sidney Stoper, and they're like, okay, obviously our guy our guy uh, Tony here want to get caught with the loaded dice, go to jail. So he drops him off. Our boy, Sid swings by, scoops him and runs. It then follows. If they're switching dice, we should be able to see it, Mike. What the fuck? And Big Ed's giving him some grief. He's like, yeah, no, you're right. To my credit, it's been a problem for forever. And I am the one that found it. But you're right. I should have already fixed it half an hour ago. My bad. And off he goes to figure it out, presumably. I don't know.
0: I I did also enjoy Ed being like, you know, about 15 years ago, somebody was running the same game on us. Granted, I was able to catch it and not be a fucking idiot, but you know,
1: good work. I was better than you, Michael. But before he could truly lay in,
0: he sees our good friend Pete on one of the cameras on the floor. Not exactly a great place to be when a crime lord is looking to murder you for his arguably stolen diamonds.
1: Not great, Bob. So Big Ed runs down there and is like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, so nice to see you. I actually came down to bribe you with a diamond necklace for your wife so I could get that aforementioned jewelry spot in your mall.
0: Yeah. Ed, unimpressed with this fucking tennis bracelet, tells him to shove it and go back to his fucking room, you idiot. He's hanging to give Danny a call and say, hey, look, you got to find these diamonds by tomorrow. Because at noon tomorrow, I'm throwing this bitch ass out of the casino. And when I do that, old Castillo is going to find him and then he's going to kill him. And then I'm going to feel like a tinge of guilt. And I don't want to feel that. We already been through my heart problems. I don't need that on me. So fucking fix it.
1: He's like, okay, I'm I'm on it. He reviews all the tape of the pool, looking for signs of the diamonds being smuggled out, can't find any. All that's left is the hour since they basically dismissed everyone. Mitch is going to pull that table. Mike comes up with a new invention he's excited about. And before he can get into it, Danny launches in on some casually homophobic chit chat with Mike about how he should handle his newfound porn star, or, sorry, exotic dancer fame. His two options are take advantage of it, which Mike won't do because he claims to need a emotional connection with the woman.
0: I'm sorry, we need to litigate this. Since when does Mike not instantly want to jump in bed with every good looking woman he sees?
1: I mean, does emotional attachment mean he needs to prepare a dossier of stalking footage on them first? (laughs) Like, what the fuck, Mike? Does it mean he needs to bury him, bury them next to his wife and kids that he murdered after pilot? Like, what are we talking about, Mike?
0: Yeah, it was all so hilariously out of character. But Danny goes, you know, the light homophobia aside says, "Okay, let's go to option two. You have to counteract it with a word of mouth campaign. If only we knew three of the biggest gossips in the town that could help you with this.
1: May I toss out option three? Please. Take advantage of it situationally and go ahead and, you know, he's got new security lady. He's got server. Maybe neither of them is to his liking, but maybe find out. Maybe grab the drinks. They might want to keep their foot on the accelerator, but that doesn't mean you got to put out right away, Mike. Go at your own pace, but this just gets you in the door. Get your resume at the top of the pile.
0: Yeah, nothing nothing wrong with keeping this air of mystery, my dude. This is every woman in your entire orbit is like, oh, shit, Mike, you're actually attractive for the first time in however many years. Maybe just see what that leads to.
1: Now, I guess then if he's not doing that, it presupposes that he knows he's got a small dick and that he doesn't want to build up a relationship, get to the fucking and have them be like, oh, that's it. My, Mike is full of just the smallest dick energy in this episode. Wee baby dick energy. I mean, just fucking inverted dick energy.
0: It's turtling, if you
1: will. I won't, but Mike definitely will.
0: <laughs> like, I least my energy spreading my legs for that Tootsie Roll dick. So go home and give it a tug yourself. Tootsie Roll!
1: So Mike's like, hey, whatever. F- fuck off. Here's the deal. I've got this new pinhole camera I put inside a, a check and I need Mitch to help him test it. He says, wait your fucking turn, when Mitch is like, yeah, okay, well, that, that could be now, because I just found this footage of our uh, pool boy stripping down into his banana hammock, diving into the water. Like, that's not how they normally check the pool.
0: That's, that's, the skimmer basket is on the side, and you just unscrew the little thing. You ain't got to dive in.
1: Certainly not in the middle of the day. That would be a wild pool maintenance routine. You're at a pool party at two o'clock, you just see the guys stripped down to dive in like, oh, OK. And also how gross of a job that would be.
0: Yeah. Instead of like you're at a public pool and they do the old person lap time, they blow the whistle and everybody has to get out. This is just like <laughs> every hour on the hour. the All of the pool staff has to drop trowel, dive in, check for any baby Ruth bars that are at the bottom that might be considered a duty. Go from there.
1: I think if I'm in the middle of a pool party there and you want me going underwater, I need full scuba, Rick. Like, there's no, I'm going full mask. Like, nothing's getting in my eyes or my nose. Uh-uh. Yeah.
0: You never want to be sober in a Las Vegas pool.
1: Danny and Mary set off to confront this young man named Javier. And why not just bust in the men's locker room with Mary in tow? That seems like a thing you should do. And he's standing there, accessing his locker, two lockers down from another locker that has Jay Lopez stenciled on it. Is this even his actual locker?
0: Well, no, that's Jose Lopez, his his completely unrelated coworker.
1: I was just thinking, maybe this is a possible a source of possible misdirection because the camera very clearly shows Jay Lopez's locker to be two over. And I was like, oh, it he's was like not
0: clearly enough because your boy did not see that at all.
1: I was thinking, like, oh, he already put it in his locker, and then they're gonna come and get it. he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, I don't have them. And then he was going to close this locker and it was going to have somebody else's name on it. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. Nope. Uh, he's He's been sacking them. He's got loose diamonds in his banana hammock. And Mary's like, yo, uh, he's got a weird bulge where his normal bulge should be. Dude, fit, like, oh yeah, I was just about to call you. Fishes them out and hands loose diamonds covered in ball sack juice directly into Danny's hand.
0: I mean, the good news is they're somewhat freshly chlorinated, I guess, but- Danny definitely not pleased about how this transaction's going.
1: And again, Mary's like, "No, nah, I'm not touching those.
0: This is a security problem. This is not hotel management."
1: I just came into the men's locker room because I wanted to see it with my own eyes. Maybe catch a, a crank or two. But I touch and ball sack juice. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> N- Not on the hotel manager business card.
0: Mike is then going to walk through the casino with some random girl. Is just going to grab him and say, "Hey." Well,
1: her name is Denise. She has a name. We don't know that yet. You calling her random girl? Because at this point she is random girl. Denise, I see you, Denise. Don't worry.
0: Can I? Either way, Denise, as she will later, not yet to this point of the goddamn episode, will tell Mike, It's going to grab Mike and say, Hey, I saw your show last week, Hot Chocolate. I was the one that groped you in the middle of the show. It felt gigantic. Unzip her top. Come to my room if you want to see more. I'm Denise. Now is when she tells the name. You fucking prick.
1: Speaking of fucking pricks, no way Mike doesn't take her up on this. 100%. I mean, I'm not trying to beat the dead horse here, but come the fuck on. We, we have two and a half seasons of Mike Cannon. Yes, this is Mike w- w- winking at the camera. Banaka spray follows her up to the elevators right away. The woman, she, the woman he works with, the one that works at a different department that he's friends with, reasonable people can disagree about what Mike would or would not do. But some f- random woman, Denise, staying in the hotel, wants inconsequential. It's a pump and up situation anyway. Get it, Mike. And yeah. 100% of the time he's going to
0: there we are getting a cannon blast here of how tm 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 (laughs) from here we go to mystique with delinda actually doing work for once and flip is gonna saddle up ask if they found the diamonds d says well danny's all over it flip goes yeah about that i think danny's still trying to get all over you sexually Delinda gives a whole, ah, uh, you know, we used to hook up. I, I dumped him, broke his heart, blah, blah, blah. Flip says, nah, if, if if you want it, he is definitely still game.
1: If you were watching the backroom scene between Danny and Lil' Flip and you had on your bingo card, Lil' Flip's going to be why Delinda and Danny get back together. Congratulations. You are the winner. And just like fucking Denby, a fucking cheater. <laughs> Little Cupid here, those little bow and arrow.
0: Hey, flip flips a good dude. Just trying to look out for the guys. He's he's trying to he's
1: he believes in love. His chivalry goes both ways, indeed. Mike demos his new camera for Big Ed, and he's impressed. He goes, you know what though? I've been thinking about that guy from fifteen years ago, and how he relates to Denby's thing. Can you go ahead and and pull that up for me? And they do, and it's like Mike's like, ah, the bone structure seems pretty similar. It's like, hey. Why don't we grab an iris check off of a still photo and a still from a video camera? Because that's how irises are. And somehow,
0: listener, this is not the dumbest camera shenanigans we're going to get in this episode.
1: (laughs) But it's pretty dumb. It's very dumb. So this photo from 15 years ago, again, this still image, this mugshot, is an iris match for the guy in the casino. Ding, ding, ding. F- Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. It's excellent
0: work by all involved. And the wins are just going to keep coming. Danny's going to knock on Pete's door and say, hey, good news. We got the diamonds. Do me a favor. Finish up that music video and get the fuck out of here. Pete, I believe now quadrupling down, is going to say, well, you know, again, I'm doing y'all a favor, which I think we've now adjudicated five times
1: over. Yeah, that's been repaid with interest.
0: Yeah, well, he's still doing him a favor. So if he could just go ahead and get the lease for the store, Pete could just post up there. Danny goes, yeah, you're going to stay in a fucking empty ass warehouse. Cool. You got 15 seconds before I just throw you out the goddamn window. Pete says, well, the diamonds are still Castillo's and uh, there may be a little bit of cash. I owe him on top, which is considerably overdue.
1: So, uh, help? Pete's angle was that if I get a lease on a jewelry store, Castillo will know I'm good for it.
0: Because, you know, crime lords work like banks and need to see fucking collateral for loans. No, my guy, your kneecaps
1: are already vomitous. Castillo isn't working for the SBA. There's, there's no fucking debt relief coming, my man. Jesus. And Dave's like, well, you might get a chance to make that argument to the guy's face. Because I just got a call and he's in the lobby. So what do you say, Petey? We go directly to
0: the lobby and Ed is going to go meet Victor. Which, Victor, w- you and I have often talked about, you know, you don't want to be the main character on Twitter. But the actor who plays Victor is, I, I shouted out to myself, it's Hector. Because we, there was recently a... Twitter prompt of like, who's the most recognizable, like random actor. That's not like a star. And it is this gentleman who was also in Fast and the Furious, uh, well known from training day, but those
1: came out the same year. This guy had those two killer roles the same year,
0: which I mean, both phenomenal movies, but he is, he always plays like the gangster type. And nine times out of 10 is named Hector. So it was just like, (laughs) oh, yeah, no, it's Hector. So when they said his name was Victor, I was like, no, you were you were so close.
1: I mean, I think GST, who wrote the Fast and Furious that Hector was in. Yep. Did as did as much as he could for us. Hey, he did. Because if he called him Hector, then now we have to get the Fast and the Furious universe in with the MCU. Again, Montecito Cinematic. If only we
0: had done that, though,
1: there would be too many inconsistencies. There's no way we can fuse the MCU and the FAFU and and not introduce contradictions.
0: Right, because if we had done that, then obviously in Fast Eight, the plane would have been money plane. Obviously, so it makes sense.
1: GST didn't and, want and to get too. And the submarine schemes. that busted the ice would have been hot chocolate stick. <laughs> Well played, so Yeah, because it's big and black. It, it,
0: yes, I, I I was able to put that one together. But for our <laughs> audience, oh, as always, better if you explain it. Ed and Vic are going to have a little tête-à-tête. Vic is going to say, hey, just looking for this guy named Pete. You seen him? Ed plays coy. And Vic goes, huh. So I had a buddy who saw your buddy talking to you. But hey, if you don't know him, it's cool. But maybe if you see him, give him a message. If he doesn't get my diamonds.
1: Real quick, listener. Victor, by the way, uh, is portrayed as a Latino gangster and not an Italian mobster. If Eddie's rendition of what Victor's saying, as you could I, I was not I got even a trying guy. To, I, I had a guy who saw you, a guy, a guy, a guy, a guy, a girl.
0: that I mean, my my time we're dealing with organized crime voice does go more Italian. And me trying to do a Hispanic accent is going to be considerably more objectionable, so probably safer as well.
1: I, I don't think anyone wants to hear you go to Twitter jail for your fake Latino impression, but I do think we need to clear up that Victor Castillo is not from Sicily. That's, that's true. It was Ed
0: gangstering up as well is what threw me into the accent, but you're right. You're right. But Vic, Vic lets us know that not only does he own the Diamonds... But 18 grand by noon or he's dead. Vic though, there's there's some mutual respect between Vic and Ed. We they knew each other from some shenanigans in the past.
1: Yeah, namely when Ed Seemling was involved in his federal prosecution. Ed Ed got around, man. What the
0: fuck? We know he's dealt with crime lords in, in Mexico and and in
1: America before. But 15 years ago, he's busting a cheater at DICE. Mm-hmm. There's no way Victor Castillo had a federal case more than 15 years ago that Ed was involved in with the CIA, because otherwise Victor Castillo would be like a 13-year-old getting rolled up by the feds.
0: You know, those, those young fed charges are rough. That's how, that's how he's out now, because he was tried as a minor in the fed system.
1: Time Vortex comes for us all, including Victor Castillo.
0: But Vic, showing the proper respect, says, look, I'm not going to kill him here. I'm going to wait for him to leave. Then I'll catch him. Then I'll kill him. And Ed is just laughing in his face. He's like, cool, get the fuck out. I don't care. As he leaves, he just chuckles some more. Couldn't be happier about what just happened. And I'm not sure if that was Ed or James Conn just loving life. But we come out a commercial with Ed and Danny talking about the conversation and Ed is still cracking up. He's, he's talking to Danny like, oh, God, you wouldn't believe it. You'd have loved it. It was the funniest shit of all time.
1: You, you got to see this jabron trying to work me like we were back in the old country. This fucking jamoke over here. So despite having recovered the jewels, Big Ed still wants Danny to find the party responsible for the original theft. And Danny's like, well, I think Javier is involved. But not only did he voluntarily turn over the diamonds, he had a solid alibi for the time they were stolen. It's like, okay, well, then chase down out differently. Like, do I have to do everyone's job for them today? It's like, well, all of the music video shit, their lights and equipment and cameras are blocking our cameras that were pointed at the pool, so we can't find it. Oh, wait a minute. And Danny remembers that he saw a couple fucking with the camera set up that might have caught it. Some of that action in the pool. Just hang on. I'll be right back.
0: Mike is gonna come up as Danny's leaving and said, hey, we got the Demby game set up. Ed's like, great. And then Sam's going to come up after Ed leaves and say, hey, Mike, what's up? Let's talk about hot chocolate some more. Mike's like, okay, look, you want to see it? Come to room 2116 after I do this. Make sure you got Delinda. Make sure you got Mary. I want all three of y'all there. Sam's just horny as hell. Can't wait.
1: Loves it. It's funny that you mentioned the room 2116. Wasn't that the porn couple's room? Because then we cut to Danny knocking on the door of 2116. That's like.
0: uh. So I was expecting a whole different thing from where we end up going. But I was making I I didn't want to say it yet because I was sure that I had misread something.
1: No, absolutely wild. What an unforced error. It makes no sense. Yeah. Make it 2118. You had it. I think what I think this is a production choice they had already mocked up the set for 2116. And like, so they mocked up the 2116 because that was in the script. Mm-hmm. That that's the room that Mike tells him to go to. So that when he goes to knock on a door, they they're still not going to make enough. two room doors. Yeah. So well, it's I mean,
0: 2116.
1: That's such an unforced error. Got to make that shit modular. Just one
0: little door sign is all that took.
1: Or not show date or not show the sign when Danny's knocking on it. You had options. At any rate, he bangs on the door. Couple's still there and they are fucking eager to turn over this tape because the wife wants to fuck Danny still. If she can't have that, she's at least happy knowing that he's going to jerk it to them fucking.
0: Yeah, they are very excited that Danny's asking for the tape. And before he can get it, they want a little favor with the the wife sort of pawing at Danny. And Danny's like, "Uh uh-huh, we can probably work something out. Apparently, they're just thinking about starting up their own little webcam site would love some feedback on the tape.
1: And she references that based on context clues, she can pop a golf ball out of her pussy. And I have to say, strictly speaking, not a feature.
0: No, nah, that's gross.
1: So if they're still looking for feedback, let me say, hey, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. But right. like, be careful with that, lady. Like, you got to read the room. That's I think, definitely a fetish thing.
0: I, ha- I have to think we heard at the the first time Danny showed up, that there was something illegal that might have been seen, or I guess when Danny showed up here, that something illegal might have been seen. And the wife goes, I told you that one thing was illegal. And the husband goes, no, not in Nevada, which begs the question, did he go to the Bunny Ranch first? Was the Bunny Ranch Kitty Ranch?
1: I think it's Bunny Ranch. I think it's Kitty's Bunny Ranch or something. There it is.
0: There it is. I couldn't remember if it was Bunny at the Kitty Ranch or Kitty at the Bunny (laughs) Ranch. But yeah, he took a trip there, saw a fun thing with a golf ball. and was like, oh, no, this is totally legal here. Let's do it on our own personal tape.
1: Do you think he used, at least got her premium golf balls or is he using the cheapest ones he could find? Because if, he- if you're going to pop a golf ball out of your pussy, you want to be using Pro V1s. <laughs> I don't know. It's the number one
0: ball in golf. The aerodynamicism that you can get off the new Titleist Flight Max is, is unprecedented out of the vagina.
1: Maybe you want like a... What are those, like, uh, multicolor matte finishes? You line the axis up correctly and it just spins out of there like a top?
0: That's, that's, mm, no, never mind. I'm not going to make that joke.
1: Do you think she can is her pussy considered a, a water hazard? Do you get lateral relief from it?
0: I, I think you get a free drop out of the vagina, yes.
1: But the asshole is definitely the sand trap. You cannot ground your club in the sand. Jesus Christ. Fold. <laughs> you're dirty you're a dirty dirty boy this podcast brought to you by the monday finish of the players oh you thought there were balls
0: wet on 17 wait till you see this tape
1: hey <laughs>
0: jesus christ
1: the crap stings all ready to go and big ed is emceeing a real humdinger of a setup Grabs the wireless mic, gathers everyone around, explains this this motherfucker can win whenever he wants, isn't that cool? And here at the Montecito, we celebrate our winners. I was thinking, Big Ed, your whole you know that this ends with you arresting this guy. This is gonna backfire. Yeah, this you, this he was
0: overselling this.
1: Yeah, you're gonna get everyone around to watch you arrest a, what they're going to perceive as just a winner. Judson, I have two questions for you. Hit me.
0: One, you're in this casino on the floor nearby. And you hear somebody get on the mic and say, oh, we've got this guy who can always win, but gives the whole spiel. Are you going over to watch? Uh, I'm going over to play. That, that was the other thing. I couldn't tell if people were allowed to play. Could, I, don't, I couldn't tell if other people were allowed to get chips
1: down. It seemed like it because he had random girl and then his accomplice was sitting down at the other end of the table and he had chips that he walked up. Like, I guess he did have chips. With.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right.
1: Okay. Um, so here's the deal. I, I'm walking over, it, it depends what activity I'm currently engaged in. I'm not getting, I'm not leaving any sort of gambling success that I've got going on right then. Mm-hmm. But like, if if I'm, maybe I've hit a cool cool snap there, or I just got a drink from the bar, or we just finished dinner and we're like still getting to lay to land. Yeah, I'm probably going to walk over.
0: Okay. Now question two, if this plays out the way that you and I both thought that it was going to of, you're going to get this big announcement and then this dude's about to get perp walked. How fast do you leave that casino?
1: It depends. If, if I think I can credibly parlay it into some free shit, I, cause I might like, if I'm, if I'm there with a casino, like on a casino host dime Mm -hmm. and I see this, I might be lobbing in a call like, Hey, uh, what we need to talk. Yeah. Your president of operations is celebrating winners. And then I just saw him get fucking dragged out in handcuffs. Do I need to be worried that at some limit I'm going to get arrested at, out here? Correct. Um, I do think it would be very funny to watch, though. I'd probably cackle and start like chanting, you got, got, you got, got.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the throwback to the very first episode with the dude with the pinhole cam in his finger at the blackjack yeah. table. Take these two clouds marching out for everybody to see. Make sure everybody takes a look at them. Nobody cheats in my casino.
1: Yeah. But it's going to backfire for Ed, except when they go to the camera, there's interference and Mike is completely unable to help. And the guys just roll intense, 10 after 10 after 10.
0: Yeah, the the poor part of this plan, I thought, was that old shady buddy also posts up at the table and they don't talk about it until things go south. That seems like it should have been part of the plan,
1: right? I mean, I certainly would think so. Like, hey. Obviously, if we can catch what this guy's doing, great. Also, if we see the accomplice saddle on up to the table, maybe we should do something about that.
0: Yeah, felt felt a little half-baked here. There was, it ends up okay, as we'll get to, but they left a wide margin of difficulty that didn't need to be there.
1: Speaking of wide margins of difficulty that don't need to be there, Mike's up in security getting real horny watching the amateur video, and Danny is disgusted. Presumably, we're at the golf balls in or out of the pussy scene. Mitch loves it. And Danny's like, I'm never going to be able to play golf again. And Don't you dare make a hole in one joke.
0: Mitch, just loving life. Good news, though, is Delinda's going to show up right now and profess Flip's profession of Danny's profession of love to Flip about Delinda.
1: No, she's just she's flipped on Flip. She's diamond him out. It's game over for Flip. There it is.
0: The telephone game, however, did not go well. And Danny's like, yeah, that's not what I said. And I, I'm i trying to do some really important business here. Can you not? Which is when Delena's going to notice they're just watching the couple fucking. Be like, oh, little, uh little underground porno. That's hot. I've done that.
1: I'll stick around and watch this porn with you guys. This will yeah. be fun.
0: Let's see how many of these moves I know and have done. Spoiler alert. All of them. They're then going to go. From just your household camcorder, not connected to any systems. From what year is this? Two thousand
1: five. Yep. Yeah. Not part of their surveillance. No magic nope. toys. This is probably a records in seven twenty p. I don't even know if we're that high yet. We might be in four eighty. It's 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 bad. on
0: it's on a mini cassette. Like yeah. we're not even to fucking mini discs yet. Like this is this is but somehow we're not only going to be able to zoom down to the pool level from the 21st floor, but do so. <laughs> well, with 20th, you got to presume there's no 13th floor. You know what? That's fair. We'll give him that. 20, so the whole thing works now. 20 goddamn floors. Pixel perfect clarity. Enhance. But Delinda gets to see her and her co-star, Veronique. And then we quickly see Veronique hit the Oh shit, look over there on Delinda. And, she... and how did they not bust Delinda's balls on that? I mean, come on. Oh, this you fell was... for the look over there. What? We we were full on Scooby doing this shit. Like, this is ridiculous.
1: My outrage stepped on you. I apologize. After Veronique does the hey, is your refrigerator running gag? She brushes the diamonds into the pool and replaces them with the fakes, and ta-da, Veronique is busted.
0: You know, not that all of the music video cameras that definitely one of them would have been on the girls didn't somehow see this.
1: I mean, they probably weren't recording. It seemed like this was like downtime between takes or whatever. Ah, uh, yes, but we'll we'll get to
0: this eventually.
1: You've got notes for him?
0: I might have some notes.
1: Back at the crafts table, camera's still being interfered with as Demby keeps up his winning ways. And Ed's like, uh, we got to figure something out here. This guy's kicking her ass. I'm going to scrap the showcase. Mike, go follow Sydney." Ed's like, all right, we did it. Hey, everyone, clap for clap for Tony. Hey, man, let's head back to my office and we'll cut you that check for 100 k And Dinby tries to beg off a couple times. And ultimately, he gets away under the guise of, hey, man, I, I got to take a piss. Let me just go take a leak and I'll meet you up there. So, smirk from Ed says, yeah, I've got you. I got you, bitch. But OK, sure. Go ahead. And the issue is this: Denby knows he's got the loaded dice on him, and he's got to get rid of them before he gets busted carrying them. At this point, he's won at least fifty grand across these sessions. He's about to cash a check for hundred k, maybe buy new loaded dice, go to the men's room, take a piss, wash your hands, throw the dice in the trash can, flush them in a drain, like wrap them with toilet paper, flush them, drop them. I don't on a give a shit. Cocktail tray. Yeah, we got options. They don't have video cameras in there. So even if they go through the trash and they find the dice, can't, can't like it. it back to you. You're already gone you're in there with a the sink. Wash your hands. Wash the dice. Use the paper towel to drop them in the thing. Bing, bang, boom. Nope. Instead, he goes back to his slot machine bullshit ways, drops in a dollar, pulls the thing, walks away. And Mike, cops, or <clears throat> and Mike clocks Sid walking over, fishing around the machine and busts the both.
0: Mike, with an ice cold as Sydney turns around and f- comes face to face with him, hits him with a.
1: Sorry, that's a loser. So I had those. I had that note for the for our little crew here. Here's my bigger note. Mm-hmm. It comes back to a point we've made many times on the show. Don't get greedy. Look, Craps is already a low house edge game if you play it properly. So what you do is you have your boy. And you're running this thing, but you're not always winning. You know, when you need an infusion, when it's a cold table, hit it, hit it with that point, get some money back, then turn it the fuck off. Let the dice go around the table. Let other people make you some money. Let other people lose you some money. Even
0: just throw it three or four times and see what happens without turning the magnet on. Hit a couple different numbers. Don't just set it, hit it, set it, hit it, set it, hit it, set it, hit it. Like. My dude, come on.
1: You've got a, the fucking golden goose here and you fucking kill it. Just take the X. Don't be an idiot about it. Pigs, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered, man. That was, they, they got too greedy. And if, and if only this were the dumbest criming that would happen this episode, I would be fine with it, <laughs> but it's not. We come out a commercial with Mike in the back room with Shady Sydney. That's such a mean thing to say about your sister.
0: Yeah, but it's accurate. Got the magnet on the table, shows him the dice, and goes, ah, oh, yeah, no, they look like normal dice, unless I push the button. And then, oh, what do you know? It's a 10. 46 every time. Just these two? That's enough to put you away for, I don't know, 10 years. What do you think? Well, it was Denby's idea. Boom, cut. Uh, Denby. No, it wasn't my idea. It was Sidney's idea. We've now got old Denby in the back room with Ed and Mike. They drop the well. What if I called you Harrison Fielder?
1: Which is a weird interrogation tactic that they've used for the last two and a half seasons, but it finally pays off for him. Yeah. <laughs> so many people have been like, "Who the fuck is Harrison Field? What the hell are you talking about?" Like, just wait. Yeah. It's like Wordle, keeping the word the same for the first guess. Like one of these days, I'm gonna get it. It's gonna be vindicated. They show him the two still pictures
0: of two dudes that like I guess a little bit look alike but not really and hit him with the yeah you didn't change your irises with plastic surgery dummy i mean at some point if you're in a back room wouldn't you be like I'm, i didn't change my irises is this fucking face off are you high what are we doing here fuck you call the call the fucking cops try it Yeah, like you you're calling the bluff at that point, right? Well, Denby doesn't. But hey, I still get my 100 grand, right? You I did what you asked. We had a we had a verbal agreement, right? Yeah? Wait, you lied to me? What an idiot. And Ed just hits him with a smile. And he's like, "Yeah, guess I did, gentlemen," and opens the door for the fucking PD.
1: So just gets what he deserves. Oh, meanwhile, Danny's wiring up Javier and the whole thing is get a confession of Veronique and we'll see what we can do in terms of your bullshit. And apparently our girl hasn't learned from the immediately preceding episode. Do y'all. Is this on? Do you guys even listen to us? She volunteers the exact crime she set up word for word. Like a 60 minute anchor is trying to tease out a soundbite from her. What fresh hell is this?
0: And does it immediately? There's not even any foreplay. Like Javier is trying to like, he's like, you want to talk about this later, don't you?
1: Wink. Huh? Maybe? She's like, no, where are the diamonds I told you? steal out of the pool drain after I threw them in there when no one was looking. Yeah. Remember
0: those diamonds that I put, that I stole that I told you to go get for me. Did you, do you have those, the diamonds that I stole? Remember those?
1: There was two sets of diamonds, right? The fake ones and the real ones. I stole the real ones and put them in the pool. Did you go get those diamonds that I stole? Javier, are you listening to me?
0: Yeah. Veronique, Clearly not a subscriber to our How to Crime podcast is immediately met by Danny, who lets her know, yeah, about that. He don't got them. But we're going back to the back room for, I don't know, the seventh time this episode. It's got to be a record. It's, we've been there more in this episode than I think we ever have been easily. But as we're walking to the back room with Ed and Danny, Danny's like, OK, so we found the person that stole them. I don't get what this does for the jeweler. And Ed, ever the mentor, says, tranquilo, young grasshopper, watch and learn. Ed's going to hit Veronique with the, well, you're probably looking at 10 years, pretty little thing like you, not going to do too well in jail. How much would you pay to not go to jail? Danny somehow, inexplicably, is going to get on board without being told what's going on.
1: Which I also refuse to believe. (laughs) Again, we have two and a
0: half seasons of evidence that he would not understand the bid. But Veronique goes, yeah, probably a good amount. Ed goes, cool, uh, 18000 She's like, all right, yeah, I can I can, I can, can pull that. Let's go, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're just going to find a dude named Vic Castillo, give him $18,000, and say it's from Pete. Who? Danny, picking up what's going on, says, do you want to ask questions or do you want to not go to jail? Veronique's like, all right. Eighteen to Vic from Pete.
1: Gotcha, capiche? Again, when being interrogated, either by cops, opposing counsel, or random hotel employees, don't accept the premise of the question. Uh, third option: I would like to ask questions and not go to jail. Who is Vic? And who is what? And why do you trust me, a thief, to do this? Yeah, that's the, we're doing. We're putting a lot of blind faith in Veronique here. All we know about her is that she's a dumb
0: fucking thief. Yeah. To Ed's credit, he doesn't really give a shit. He's he can now wash his hands and be guilt free of it. If Pete does end up dead in a day, eh?
1: he tried. So weird. Mike lets the ladies of our cast into the second version of room 2116 where a bachelorette party's in full swing and it's taking place with the real hot chocolate, a.k.a. James LeShure and fake mutton chops. Hey, props to James Luxure. Dude is shredded. Yeah, they didn't Photoshop that. Boy boy got ripped for this scene. Yeah, he he was doing his crunches. I'm a little curious why the Bachelorette party is allowing Mike in there, but hasn't stripped off all his clothes because they seem very rabid and horny and are probably thinking like, oh, they're They're twins. twins. That would be the thought. Yes. I'm getting eight K of dongers here. One in each hand.
0: No, I think they realize that you know what they say about a guy with big old mutton chops.
1: What do they say? Got a big old chopped mutton. Oh, I don't think that's a feature either. I just wanted to
0: punish you for doing the bit.
1: That was a a very low skill self alley oop off the backboard for myself. Well, As long as you're happy with your chopped mutton, you cretin. I mean, I'm not, but they seem to be. The point's been made. Ladies are going to go get them some BBC. So if you'll excuse them, Mike, they've got a tape measure that he's using.
0: What's the British and broadcasting say, company have to do with this, Judson?
1: <laughs> if you know, you know. And then in a in a terrible display from Sam, asked the other ladies if they had any singles. You think I saw the money going into that G-string from the Patriot Party. Singles are not getting them a spot at the rail, much less use of the tape measure.
0: Also, as you mentioned, Whose bachelorette party is just letting these fucking randos join?
1: I don't know. I think not to stereotype this bachelorette party, but I'm thinking if you've got a group of people who are celebrating and they're all drunk and then you have three hot people of the same gender that seem to be in on what you're doing, I think you're probably still cool with it. At a strip club,
0: I agree. But the in hotel room private show
1: seems off. You you think because there's limited commodity to go around, they're going to they're going to try and hog the hog. Exactly. Uh, You make a compelling point, but I will say this. If you have an opportunity at your bachelorette party to make friends with the hotel manager, the head of casino marketing and the head of food and beverage, probably do it. Like if if they knew that that's who it was. Let me go ahead and wrap that up in a Judson tip. Judson's advice corner for the week. If you could do it, do it. Yeah. If if they know that that's who they are, then for sure, then yes. Presumably, Mike had to explain why he's in the room and why he's going to let three strangers in. And it's not. I'm trying to I'm trying to prove how small my dick is.
0: <laughs> Which is all Mike is trying to do throughout the episode. Don't let that point fail you. Mike is saying, I wish people would quit thinking I have a huge dong Please think that I am (laughs)
1: mediocrely apportioned down yonder. Or at least the mystery remains. Because he's not willing to just whip it out and show them how small his dick is. He just wants them to wonder.
0: Ed is going to walk Pete out the door with two big collars and say, hey, good news. You're square with Vic. Seems presumptuous, but sure, we'll go with that. Pete, uh, this is... Steph Curry at the All-Star Game, except he hasn't made one, and instead of he just made the last 13, is once again going to say, so about that lease, we good? And Ed's finally going to be like, look, you want to thank me? Get the fuck out and stay the fuck out. Just incredible by young
1: Peter. Nonsensical. I, I, think, I think we are, our track record on this is pretty good. We are on team Shooter Shoot. 100%. At some point, though, you got to rein it in. This is mind-bogglingly preposterous.
0: At at 0 for 12, it ain't coming.
1: Speaking of things that ain't coming, it's time for our musical denouement. Well played. Little flip show is in full force, and we're treated to the fuck couple enjoying the show, while Danny swoops in for another shot at the threesome? So at first,
0: he asked if they're having a good time, and I thought he was going to say, are you enjoying the tickets that I got you to thank you for helping us out? And hey, the tape was the evidence. But no, it's just a, hey, y'all having fun?
1: Because here, here I am drinking a beer and chewing gum. You fucking animal, Danny. What a psychopath. Holy shit. That is an unforgivable combo. Like, that's
0: just gross, my dude.
1: Danny's got some shit he's got to work through and ASAP. Mind of a serial killer at work. The couple, ex-
0: surely ecstatic that the evidence helped find the crime, says, hey, yeah, we've got another tape if you want to see some more evidence with actual air quotes.
1: I mean, let's be clear. From their perspective, this guy lets himself into their room, doesn't tell them that they have to stop fucking, just turn the music down. Comes back later is like, yeah, can I can not see that tape? Then finds them at the bar and is like, hey, thanks for that tape. I mean, at this point, they went from misreading the room to they're they're 100% correct. I, I
0: they've done nothing wrong. They've been right the entire time.
1: Anniversary couple circle gets the square. Lastly, Danny and Delinda are doing some flirting at the bar and they talk about, hey, you know, what? we're adults. And if we want to fuck each other, we should just say so. And then they don't. Credits roll.
0: We get some awkward dancing silence. I, in my mind, I could have sworn we had like three beats of awkward silence and the last shot was like them in, you know, either hitting the pillow or waking up together. But I think that might also be the cold open of next week's episode.
1: Mm. Yeah. Spoiler alert. They gon' fuck. Ed, did you like the episode? I did. I, I always love Third
0: Coast getting some some shine. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I honestly, I think I enjoyed every storyline here, which usually there's one that doesn't hit, but I enjoyed them all. How about you?
1: Same. Really liked it. Very fun episode. Very few glaring errors. I mean, the 2116 thing, that was just funny. Some magic, some some camera bullshit, whatever. But, you know, our cast isn't fucking up. It was fun. A little reductive, but hey, they're not all going to be you know, fucking throw Sam in a steamer trunk and she throws somebody out of an airplane. Like, this is a ideal base hit kind of episode. Just little little single right over the second baseman. It's going to score the runner from third, maybe even second. Love it. No notes.
0: When it comes to Chipley, we come in, Mary, I believe you said a 4X for her? She is on a 4X. Mary holding the crown strong, then Danny, Ed, Delinda, Mike, Sam, do you have any changes that you can think of? Because I've I've got some questions.
1: I you know, I, I kind of like how the table's looking right now. I don't know that I have any modifications, but I'm certainly willing to entertain your uh, your thoughts here on this matter.
0: I have two questions, two two ideas that I would proffer. I'm going to do the the easy one first. Mike deserves to go down because he should have had a great episode and fought against it the entire time. His ending of the episode was deleting this magic rise of mojo that he was on, and he should be punished accordingly.
1: I, I would normally agree with you in a vacuum, but I offer two counter-arguments to that. One, on the Mikvitif side, he spotted the craps thing, invented a tool to try and fix it, that even though it didn't work, it has a good use case moving forward. The
0: chip camera was cool as
1: shit. And ultimately did, did call her the guys. And secondly, the person he's ahead of on the table is Sam, who is hilariously buried in a sea of red. That's all
0: fair. And I, like I said, I just wanted to lob it up, see how it looked.
1: I'll say this. I think, I think Mike has dumped some chips Sam's way. Sam's now, you know, she'd sort of lost contact with the Peloton. And now she's back in everyone's slipstream. She, she's getting the effects of the draft now.
0: Yeah. And uh, Sam is the worst person to have be the one below, because Sam is the only one who will definitely use this against Mike in the future. Correct. The other offer, and again, I'm not strenuously arguing, but I'm just tossing it out there.
1: That's good, because that's not how that works.
0: No, you'd be surprised. I could make the argument that Danny should go to the top of the table.
1: Okay. Unseating a a four-time champion. Let's hear it. Mary. Her primary purpose
0: of this episode was setting up an extremely shady diamond deal that instantly with, went south. Danny solved it. Danny did all the knickfetiffing correctly. Got some sweet amateur pornography
1: that he and Which his disgusted him.
0: Yeah, but hey, maybe the second tape won't. He's got an end for that, that he definitely probably put that tape in his pocket and has once again opened the door with Delinda- and got dapped up by Little Flip for a past sexual escapade. Danny was all wins and Mary was all losses here.
1: Dan- Danny is certainly winning. I don't know if I think Mary's losing. Because yes, she set up the deal, but she didn't really have to deal with the consequences of it. So she's like, hey, yeah, this went pear-shaped, but y'all figure it out. In the meantime, she's peeping a lot of junk throughout the episode. And still throwing her weight around having a spine. So I, I don't know that she lost. Definitely Danny picked up steam. He was last week. He was third. He was second last week. He was right behind Mary. Sorry. I mean. uh oh, one before gotcha, gotcha, that. gotcha, gotcha. Like he had been third, second. He's definitely churning the right way. I could see it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's. Do we have? Ooh, do we have coach up leads? Or do you think he's done enough to unseat the four time?
0: I, I think he did enough. And I think Mary got lucky that she was able to rely on Danny and Ed to fix this because this-
1: Or, c- or what? Pete was going to come after? Lil' Flip didn't
0: give a shit. No, Lil' Flip didn't give a shit, but she was arranging a bribe with Pete to get- Like, there was- Mary's No, 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 no. Illegalities
1: no. here. No, there that was, that was no bribe. That was- I think Mary played that guy. And
0: and Mary- I, I think you're right that Mary played that guy, but if this shit goes all the way south- it's gonna come back on Mary.
1: And she might f- she might get splashed with it. I'll grant you that. All right. So let it be written, let it be done. Daniel McCoy, congratulations. You are our new chip leader. Bing. From time to time, Ed, we'd like to recognize achievements and exceptionally handling Vegas. Last time I, I flipped it on its head, but do you have anything that might restore balance to this universe?
0: You know, I think there was a couple of folks that did Vegas pretty well. Oh, yeah? I think our young exhibitionist couple had a damn good Vegas time because clear they were on their anniversary trip, obviously still very much in love emotionally and very physically, obviously don't mind an audience, which they they thought they were just recording for themselves, but were able to get an audience and help their idea that, you know what? Maybe we can do this webcam thing,
1: getting a leg up on their future careers
0: and a side to, hustle yeah, and got to go see a little flip show. I think they did Vegas very
1: well. what is a flip show?
0: no lil flip the flip show is what's gonna be for their premium tier members,
1: okay, so it was a a little flip show, not a lil flip show, correct, gotcha yeah, I agree they did they did Vegas pretty damn well and you know, you keep calling them exhibitionists. We've seen a lot of that on the show, and oftentimes they're getting in trouble. They only got a little slap on the wrist for the music being too loud. Yeah, easily managed. I do think I would have liked to have seen them uh, parlay the the supply of the tape into some more lucrative uh, direct benefits. Agree. But you know, I think they probably still just thought Danny was hitting on them.
0: They they seemed they seemed very happy with the results they got, which is why I'm not docking points. But I, I completely agree with you that, yeah, they, they could have done
1: some negotiating there. Un- unknowingly left some cash on the table. But,
0: but they are still perfectly happy. So therefore, did Vegas pretty damn well.
1: Pretty, pretty good. You got any advice for our audience that might help them do Vegas any better? Kids,
0: got a little two-parter for you. First off. Ooh, bonus
1: advice. Don't
0: source diamonds or pretty much anything from gangsters and or crime lords. It's just a bad idea. Part two, if you are going to go down this foolish path, keep some fucking eyes on the merchandise at all times. You should not be able to have a video girl lightly double swipe all of your diamonds into the pool (laughs) with nobody seeing it. What the fuck?
1: Eyes on the goddamn prize. My eyes would literally not come off those rocks.
0: Not for a second. I'm telling somebody with a camera to keep a camera on them at all times, no matter where they are.
1: I don't care if I'm in the shot. I don't like, it does not matter. Or we're going to security and surveillance. I'm like, hey, I, you know, we've got these 40 loose diamonds I need y'all to keep an eye on. You know, bring Danny in the loop early. You know, this is a real stitch in time saves nine situation.
0: Yeah. Complete amateur hour.
1: Fucking idiots. Well. I don't have a good segue for this. What do I got on tap for next time?
0: Next time on Pod at the Montecito, the bitch is back. World famous chef Wolfgang Puck is about to open his newest restaurant at the Montecito. But guests are quickly losing their appetite when they claim to see ghostly apparitions in the hotel. Spooky. Judson, I know that we're going to get a g-g-g-g-g-ghost.
1: But do we get a go Gunther? I don't remember anything about this episode. I don't either. But I feel
0: like if Wolfgang is there, then Gunther is there.
1: I just I feel like if you've if you've got one well, if you've got Wolfgang, you've got at least a 70% chance of of pulling down a Gunther. And we haven't I don't think we've seen Gunther this season. I think Gunther's not gone forever.
0: I don't think so, but it I'm worried that maybe my mind is not remembering right.
1: I miss Gunther. Well, you miss Benito. Benito! Do we have a space buck wager here? Uh, I, I
0: would wager that I, I believe we have Gunther in this episode.
1: I, I think you're right, so I'm going to need some odds if you, if you want to entertain a proposition. I'm not going to need crazy odds.
0: Okay. Uh, my 75 to your
1: 50? <sighs> Any chance I can get two to one?
0: That feels too steep.
1: Can we go 85 to 50? I'll
0: give you 80 to 50. Deal. Okay. I am saying Gunther is in the episode for 80 space bucks. You are saying Gunther is not for 50.
1: Uh, like, like that, the 80 is the eighty and 50 is the stakes we are putting up Correct. to defend our position. Correct. Yeah. It's a bet. Excellent.
0: Judson, I'm going to ask a question that I already know the answer to, but as a callback for our friends... We have discussed Elton John's songs in the past. Is there any chance that you have heard the song The Bitches Back in the past? No,
1: I was not even aware it was the song. I,
0: I figured I could have bet all of my space bucks, your space bucks, and every space buck the audience has, real and artificial, that you would not have heard it.
1: No, I was not aware that was even a song. I just thought they were talking about Monica. They, I mean, they are, but
0: it is still a reference to a very famous song.
1: Well, tough to say how, how famous it really is. Well, It's not Judson famous. To be fair, very few songs are.
0: Like 12 songs. I would say. Realistically, 75
1: songs. I was going to say maybe there are maybe 500 songs I've heard of in my entire life. Under. Strong under. No, I think I think you forget how much country music I've listened to. I, I am thinking that all you have is the country music you've listened to. I think I've got more than 500 songs downloaded on my phone right now, man.
0: Not, songs downloaded on your phone does not mean if somebody asks you, "Hey, do you
1: know this song?" that you would know what it is. What is required to count as I've heard this I've heard of this song?
0: Someone saying, "Hey, do you know this song?" and you not having to check anything and be like, "Oh yeah, I know exactly what song that is."
1: I think I think my 500 number is about right, which is still shockingly low Uh, you're you're not destroying it on hurdle right now i'm guessing uh no i cannot imagine i would do well in that game does not seem like it plays to your strengths well ed i want to take this opportunity to thank you for being here thanks to all of our listeners for joining us all the artists whose music may or may not be on hurdle thank you for not suing us to our dear audience leave a review for us leave some comments it helps people see this i mean Extremely esoteric show But hey You like it Maybe they will too Engage with us on Twitter At MontecitoPod Use the hashtag Las Vegas For Peacock That's the number four Remember that Gotta We want you to save as many Characters as possible For the juice On your tweet Don't get it caught up In the hashtag You can email us Pod At the Montecito At gmail.com At help them out
0: First at Letters Second at Little crazy curly A
1: Love it. And while you're reaching out to people, reach out to Peacock. Tell them to put our goddamn show, Las Vegas, not our show, the podcast. But either really, put put one or both of the shows on Peacock.
0: We we are more than happy to turn this in. In fact, also, hit up YouTube. I know YouTube is looking to get into the podcast game. We will put our shitty Zoom on a YouTube if they want to give us money. We are for sale. Don't don't get it twisted.
1: It's it's gonna be a lot of money though. And it's gonna cost Peacock more than YouTube unless Peacock puts Las Vegas on Peacock, in which case it will cost them far less. Correct. So I think I think YouTube is offering fifty grand. Let's say that was the number. I'm gonna charge Peacock seventy five grand if they're not gonna put the show on the network. On the platform, I mean. But I'll go as low as twenty five grand if they will.
0: Uh twenty seventy five.
1: I don't like that, that doesn't divide nicely. So why don't we go 25 and I'll give you 15 and I'll take 10.
0: Bet, done, great,
1: love it. But then you also have to take over all the editing responsibilities, mm, which is great. Sorry, so I already agreed. Right, right along, right already along, right, right along. Before right, that happened. Right along. right along. Well, good news is I'm still editing this one. <laughs> the time vortex comes first all, Ed. Well, you should know that by now.
0: Statue of frauds, motherfucker.
1: No, 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 I'm not a. I'm not a carver or a sculptor. I don't, I don't do sure on statues.
0: Statute.
1: Gabagool. Gabagool.
0: You fucking
1: jamoke. Until next time, I've been Judd, he's been Ed, and this has been Pod at the Montecito. Yes!